we bring to you another edition of the water cooler conversation so today we have aman with us mohammed aman with us he has had quite an quite an interesting um, you know journey so he himself uh, so uh, you know he currently is a part of ankur capital he is a part of the of the of the team who basically find finalizes which companies are to get the moola from ankur capital he has also been a part of an academy uh and i guess an, an an academy you spent around close to 3 to 5 years right if i if i remember correctly oh no uh, i i i haven't i wish i could i mean i wish i could take that credit but i have spent close to 2 years over yeah yeah so though, around 2 years that you <laughs> so so uh aman i think we can probably start off with your own journey and would love to yeah. understand your you know where exactly did you grow up what did you do and how did the whole vc ecosystem happen for you sure sure i think before we get started uh, thank you for hosting me it's a pleasure to be a part of this podcast and thank you for everybody who's kind of logged in at this time so uh, yeah i hope this session could be of some help uh, and really looking forward to this session so about my journey i uh, so i i was always a part of the startup ecosystem as what i tell people because right from college uh, it was you know i i was a part of the ed cell and then happened to kind of lead it in the final year right uh, so so i i think once you kind of start I'm working with startups right if you start being that on them yeah oh is it okay my you can just disconnect the video <laughs> sorry yeah yeah Go sorry on. that was a, that was as as people uh, say but die right i think <laughs> some finger accidentally pressed No, just saying no sorry uh, absolutely no, no. sorry yeah so so <laughs> yeah so what happened is uh, yeah in the final year i was kind of working with the edsl uh, leading it and and i had the opportunity to, to kind of work with ola head start uh, interacted a couple of times with dipinder goel so i think once that happens right once you kind of uh, work closely with startups once you kind of get in touch with them then then you kind of start seeing the world a bit differently right uh, and this is the time when when we had a first uh, unicorn right and it was not flipkart it was inmobi yeah. right around the same yeah. uh, <laughs> and 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 and, and uh, the valuations made absolutely no sense to anybody right uh, but 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 you could see the larger play if you were a part of the ecosystem if you are closely tracking it right you didn't have to be a vc you just had to kind of uh, be logging into your story uh, like compulsively like like you had a disorder every half an hour and 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 then that would ensure that you kind of fall in love with the ecosystem so yeah that that was the first time i think tech sparks also happened which uh, was this thing and and i also kind of connected with shadda so it it was a very special year i think and uh, and yeah uh, so so that kind of you know that kind of made sure that i would take to the startup ecosystem but then you know campus placements happened got an ib operation job uh, investment banking was good but uh, after 9 months you realize that's not uh, where you want to head and so i like nay i want to stick to the startup uh, and and let's kind of you know go back take a step back start with an internship if we have to and 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 yeah just just in the startup ecosystem uh so that's that's the time uh, when when i uh, got introduced to 
Faisan Aziz, who is the founder of Myra Medicines, if you all have heard of Myra Medicines. Uh, it was the oh, first yes. hyperlocal, yeah, it was the first hyperlocal uh, e-pharmacy in India, right? And they started off with Bangalore. Uh, yeah, like no surprises there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so the premise was we deliver your uh, medicines within three hours, yeah, within 90 minutes, because because it makes sense, right? Like if you order online and if somebody is delivering in 24 to 36 hours, defeats the purpose because then the customer has to go to a pharmacy to buy the medicines, right? I mean, and your entire proposition is the customer shouldn't buy the medicine from the uh, uh, physical store. So, so that, that, that kind of made a lot of sense. And after continuous citations, so we made it 60 minutes and then went back to 90 minutes. And at this time, I was like interning under him at the CEO's office. So it, it, it was a wonderful experience, right? Because on one hand, we are kind of planning expansions. Uh, on the other hand, we are kind of doing firefighting. Uh, so so that, that was a beautiful part. Uh, so yeah, after having interned over there, uh, I mean, now, now I was like kind of absolutely sure that this, so there, there's always a difference between liking something and liking the idea of something, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I just had to be sure that I didn't like the idea of being in startups uh, because honestly, uh, it was brutal, right? And uh, uh, so, so I think during those months, right, when I interned at Myra, I kind of picked up a lot of things that were beyond my comfort zone, right? Uh, and and this also happened in college because uh, being a non-technical guy, if you're talking to product managers, you're talking to tech people, uh, you you better understand what you're talking, right? The lingo is easy to pick up, uh, but but kind of to understand things, how they happen, I I think that that sort of thing just happens in startups for some reason, because you are so closely working and you want to understand what's happening, right? So yeah, I mean, sorry, uh, just, just deviated a bit. So yeah, after after those a uh, few months, kind of joined this startup called Daily Rounds. Uh, it was incubated by the Microsoft Accelerator and uh, also a part of Tech Thirty. Uh, it uh, what they wanted to do is build a community for doctors, something like a LinkedIn and a Quora, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to get into a startup and health is something. I I don't think they were. It it was a serendipity, if you ask me, the reason, right? I mean, how did I get into it? Yeah. It just happened. I mean, there was an opening for social media, and uh, so I I just wanted to explore those things and kind of kick it, signing up for this new thing, and uh, I was employee number. 30, I mean, there were 50 employees, but then like, you know, the churn in startup, etc. is too high. So when I joined, I was like 30th guy over there. So uh, still small teams, right? Uh, and uh, Axel had just invested in them. So they just got that seed funding and now they were looking to expand. And, and like the 20 people who joined before me had joined like in like a span of a week, week and a half. So essentially one of the fir first people to kind of join the startup. Uh, move from social media, uh, had to move because these folks wanted to generate revenue as well. And the product, the main product that they were building was free of cost. And uh, at some point they thought we want to generate revenue and they came up with an edtech product, uh, which just give me a second, I'm so sorry. Uh, so just continuing the tra uh, train of thought, uh, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the early employees were there, and then these people wanted to generate revenue, and so they kind of uh, came up with an edtech product for doctors who wanted to write their entrance exams uh, for masters, right? So basically, the NEET PG exam. So I mean, most of your lawyer would be aware of the NEET UG exam and what a big thing that is, right? Uh, so NEET PG is written probably in the final year. of uh, your medicine that's when people start attempting it and they can attempt it later also after graduation so that is something they felt they were good at and they knew the struggle and that was a time when geo really took off right so you had the geo revolution at that point in time uh so yeah i mean after some cold i mean after the cold start problem was solved the product really took off and in no time kind of went to the bd team scaled the bd team uh was a part of the growth and and then i was like okay take it i just want to take a step back and and reflect where i'm heading right so that was the time i just kind of took some time off uh, a couple of months and that's that's when the unacademy folks were also kind of trying to contact me at that point in time and uh, they also wanted to start something similar right the same exact same category that uh, i was a part of at daily house and they were like could you start it for us i mean they just started the research and the very basic things and they're like since you worked over here, uh i mean you would have some idea so why don't you kind of start and scale it mm-hmm. so that that was my foray into an academy uh and and mind you this this an academy that i joined wasn't the an academy on uh, cash right so the pandemic had not yet hit right mm. so so it it was like okay it was an attractive proposition so while myra and uh, daily rounds could be termed as something as 0 to 1 and 110 probably right an academy was uh, had probably crossed that it was say from a 10 to 100 journey right mm-hmm. so yeah so so that that was a good part and then after joining i think uh within a few months the pandemic hit first we were damn unsure about our jobs yeah ab kya hoga uh, kind of thing because that was a general uh, outlook right in the industry uh yeah, whether whether we'd have jobs or not and and what's what's going to happen because there's there's so much anxiety there's so much uh with your so uh yeah but but then i think in the next 15 20 30 days uh, a few things became clear there would be attrition in industries and there'll be industries which would benefit uh by the pandemic and uh, unfortunately i think uh, I, i mean i say unfortunately because i think the larger consequences uh, were tied but but uh, but from an industry perspective uh, attack attack was something that got to be in right uh your bytes and your academies yeah so an academy really took off we had successes around the funding uh, and 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 the investor interest in general uh, kind of skyrocketed and uh, uh, while the during the first wave i think uh we you had investors like softbank you had investors like dragoner uh so all all these folks showing interest and investing ultimately so that 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 was like a very mentor right right because your evaluation within say one and a half years kind of catapulted by almost eight times uh, if i'm not wrong 
ஒன்னாட்டிஸ் we you had to do things that that you would have never done right uh, i mean all those fables of working 16 hours 18 hours uh, you are from say silicon valley companies which uh, showed tremendous growth or even from indian companies right now we were experiencing that we are part of that uh, so yeah that that was another experience so yeah all in all kind of work with all stages uh, of this thing and i think by the time the pandemic uh, the second wave was slowing down a bit uh i kind of said that okay now i just want to you know think about what i'm doing and that was also the time that uh, ankur capital had uh, openings and uh, they were kind of uh, like we interacted and, and they were I'm kind to kind of you know accommodate me so yeah that, that's how ankur capital happened so this a damn long thing but பட்ஸ்ட் <laughs> you know different life different startups and each startup have has problems of their own right and every stage the the kind of problems that you have continue to change they evolve uh would probably want to know a little bit from your own experiences you know the the kind of problems that you know what were the different kinds of problems that you people foresaw were first probably in myra and then probably in an academy and then probably in daily rounds how exactly did the problems you know the, the kind of problems change or were, were they the same problems that you saw everywhere <clears throat> no i think the problems were kind of yes and no because they'd always have an element uh, that would be the same uh, and and no because uh, i mean when you get down to the specifics and how you solve these problems uh, differed a bit all right i think in my right was about uh you had to start you found the uh, the same uh, problem and you have an idea over here where you're going to deliver medicines in 3 hours or less right so so you have a solution in mind you piloted and you're seeing that take it it's working right uh, people really like it in fact uh, one of uh, fazan's favorite story is like how he got times internet to invest uh, in uh, in myra right so what happens over there is he goes to this uh, party uh, and, uh, and 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 investors there and he tells them about the idea and the investors like no damn way this delivery is going to happen in 60 70 minutes right because people haven't heard about it people don't know about mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm. and uh, he's like if you invest uh, sorry if you get the delivery done in 70 minutes here's my money let's take it to the next stage kind of thing right and i think the delivery got completed around that time a little earlier and 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 yeah so that's how i think we onboarded time 
Uh, I, I, I'm just confused about the investors, don't quote me on times, and yeah, but it was one of these investors. So yeah, uh, so so for, uh, sorry, coming back, at, at Myra, I think we had identified the problem, but uh, I, a, a large section of the population was comfortable kind of ordering their medicines over phone and not uh, exactly through the app, right? So what, what used to happen is, uh, I mean, see, who's going to take medicines? It's not going to be your 25-year-olds, right? Yeah. It's not going to be your, uh, I, mean, I mean, in general, right? Like, if the pharma industry, the e-pharmacy, the pharmacies would depend on someone who has a chronic disease, right? Somebody who has, say, something like a diabetes, somebody who has this thing. Who, who are their main customers, right? Frequent customers, right? Yeah. This is where their revenue is coming from. And so what is the age group? The age group is we are looking at late 50s. Uh, looking at early 50s, we are looking, looking at late 45s. Now, th- these folks are not, I think now it's a different thing, but when you go back in time, people were not so sure, people were not so comfortable about using apps. Plus, pele memory ka problem aata tha. Now, I think we are too blessed to kind of have uh, cloud storage and uh, phones with 1 TB storage and stuff like that, right? But pele kya tha? 4 GB tha, 8 GB tha. And uh, I'll tell you from my experience, seeing my parents, they kind of download all the apps that are possibly there in the Play Store or the App Store, and then then be like, okay, I cannot download more. So, so that that also used to happen. So uh, keeping this demographic in mind, it was uh, always a kind of challenge to kind of get them on the app. So what what these folks really did well was they gave a number. You can call on this number, right? And you'll you'll get a discount. So I mean, the strategy was was the same. Like uh, I think that this was Pan India. When you're trying to get users, you burn some cash, right? So if you order uh, via the phone, you get 15% off, right? And later, what they did is, but if you order through the app, you get 20% off. Uh, they initially did 25 and then came down to 20. So that kind of facilitated the conversion from from people picking up their landline phones or their mobile phone and calling to the mobile app so so that that was one uh, really cool thing that the folks at myla pulled off right so 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 that that was a problem at myla at uh, daily rounds right uh, daily rounds we want a revenue generating product we uh, the other product is doing well but the ceo has a stand that he doesn't want to take advertising money, right? So when you have an app, when you have people, the most natural thing that comes to your mind is advertising, right? You let people, uh, you, you let folks come in and advertise and, and you get the money. But uh, the uh, CEO thought that there is still scope for growth and uh, he envisioned it in a certain way, right? And so he said, no, ads, but we are still going to do revenue. So then they come up with this product, but now this product has to compete with legacy products. Now the legacy is something like a student uh, who is doing the MBBS would take the train over the weekend and go to the nearest tier one city. Now, just to give you some context, most of the medical schools, right? Most of the colleges are located on the outskirts, right? You have some really good ones which are in the city, but then you need a solid rank to be over there, right? Think about if you're a Bangalorean, think about St. John's or something. But but you know, seats are far and few, right? So people go to uh, places like uh, Davingere, Kumpur, 
read this uh, Karnataka con- uh, context over here. uh and and what happens is on a friday they kind of take the train come to bangalore attend these uh, lectures and by sunday evening go back again to their college their hostel whatever it is so what also happens is because if they are traveling on a friday they kind of end up missing classes so that's another hit uh, they take right and it's not very feasible because you have rotations you have uh internships going on while you are this thing right while while you are in the final year so so all in all it's a pain if you are in a tier 2 city right uh, or tier 3 city even worse uh your other solutions are satellite classes where somebody is teaching and you get uh you get to see the lectures afterwards or with the, with some lag but you can't ask questions and uh, in medicine you may want to ask questions you you would have doubts and i mean the experience is very suboptimal right so that's yeah. that's one thing uh so so yeah i mean again you have a solution which is like say 10x better again something that is key for any startup to kind of succeed right uh but but the problem is uh, if you again again it's a very demographic uh, specific problem right so the context here is uh, most of the mbbs people right even their parents are doctors and their parents have studied at these legacy institutions right and when you are a student you don't really have the cash to spend right so you depend on your parents mm. and when you depend on your parents they are going to ask you questions right so if i'm going to say could you please give me 40 grand i want to i want to you know uh, kind of take a subscription for a new app that's come up they'd be like what mm. right because because these teachers who are actually teaching are damn good at these legacy institutions is as the platform that sucks right i mean yeah, i yeah. it's not sucks sucks i don't want to get into trouble but but i mean so so there's an identified problem over here right uh, so so again uh, again a core start problem so what uh, daily rounds did very beautifully is uh, they identified toppers in every college pan india right i mean yeah obviously there are phases and things like that but the playbook was you identify the top 3 people in every class and you give them a free subscription mm. okay so what you are doing in the process is seeding toppers right mm. and uh, now they knew that you know it's a, it's a software business you you can continuously iterate right if you start with x then you can continuously improve 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 and over time your quality becomes really good right uh, so i mean that's that's what they did on that end right so it was a tech led product and uh, to continuous feedback from the students and kind of better the product every month or whatever and and what happened is people started using the app these toppers started using the app and other than parents if if the medical students listen to anybody it's the seniors mm-hmm. right and and when this batch kind of gave the exam in the top 20 i think daily rounds uh, maro that was a product had around 5 to 7 toppers right so they had a good number of toppers and and then it took off right uh, because toppers started suggesting it like why would you want to travel all the way and go to this thing yeah, both have their pros and cons but but it made a lot of sense to kind of use this right so that's how they overcame their cold start problem So yeah, two two places, uh, two similar problems, two different approaches. Uh, so yeah, it, it was super. 
and uh, at an academy i think you were dealing with different set of problems yeah uh, because by the time i joined an academy uh, this this category was saturated right uh, so again uh, when when you are going to start again you're going to have a cold start problem uh, despite the funding and things like that what people see is are an academy ke paas itna funding hai right uh, but but that funding is not just for one category right so if i'm starting the neat pg category it's not like gaurav will say aman you take this entire money you put it across and get me people it every category has allocations and it's like if you are a newer category then you are both at an advantage and a disadvantage because advantage because you want to kind of you know the leadership is convinced that this thing will work right so they want to work with you try to figure out things and there is more back and forth communication right disadvantage because your budget is a factory right because you need to prove a few things you need to hit your milestones and then they are, you are given money to kind of scale so uh, yeah so again again i think uh, somewhat of a cold start problem although an academy had a name in neat ug and iits and stuff like that uh neat pg was a different ball game because now what's happened is when maru started you had these legacy institutions which are leading the way now when anacademy started you had an entire different uh, this thing right so w- i mean on one side the name helped overall brand helped because if you are trying to uh get people on board the educator right so it it does help thoda bahut theek hai uh so over there it helped but on the student front it was still uh, not the same not quite helping and and now what's happened is because the first wave of uh, online learning apps are out people have learned their lessons because a lot of uh, people from legacy institutions kind of joined these apps right so i mean the good the really good teachers kind of went to these apps because of a slew of reasons right because if you are on on i mean if you are teaching offline then you have to do the same exercise over and over and over again but if you are doing it on an app which is recorded then you just have to do it once right yeah. so that 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 uh, kind of really the thing and and some of these apps are kind of paying a bomb and stuff like that so if you're going to get the same money uh for something that you're doing 52 weeks a year uh for doing it once i think i think you might as well take that uh, that money once recorded once and and live in peace right i mean some of some of these folks have their practices and it gives them more time to kind of focus and double down on that uh so yeah right now right now it was there were two problems we were having one to kind of get the students to to also get the educators to some extent it helped and where it was a disadvantage is because as i pointed out earlier people thought that an academy had all the cash to kind of give to its educators so some of the courses that we got were like uh outrageous uh why don't you give me x amount why don't you give me uh x y z amount and and i'll join you and i'm the best teacher kind of thing so uh, getting uh, <laughs> getting educators was a really difficult thing over that uh so yeah so then then we we were like okay how can we kind of leverage the an academy brand so we tried different things and there was no direct solution where like you know i mean there were solutions i mean in the previous companies you had different things that you tried and they almost worked instantly right but at an academy we tried different things we tried influencers we tried we tried to create educators which worked out beautifully in the long run right because now if you see some of the top educators from neat pg 
some of them are from an academy and which which is really cool uh but but at that point in time it was a so so it was a hit or a miss some worked very well some some absolutely you know they're getting no response from the students so that was one thing and the unacademy model was also different right it's more of a influencer driven model yeah. right so the educator is the so the educator has an onus to kind of get uh get people on the platform right yeah. Uh, which which was never the case in these two. So there were there were these constant comparisons. So even if even when we get a good educator, the educator would be like an academy is like. So I have to work all fifty two weeks a year. One second, an academy expects us to kind of get uh, people to the platform, which uh, I mean, which was obviously aided by the people by the team working. It was not entirely the same, but yes, there had to be. and afford that that the educators had to put so which was very uh, uh which which i mean there there was always there were always comparisons right and so you always had to make sure that the educators they are also happy because you are starting off something and 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 you know somehow this always gets used that okay x person is earning this much why can't you pay me this year an academy so it 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 swings both ways honestly uh so yeah we at an academy we had like really high profile people coming doing final meetings and then not kind of signing contracts leveraging the quotations that we gave to kind of you know get a better deal from the existing employers because that also happened yeah. so uh, all in all i think it it was a super learning journey uh, but then what what we did is we kind of uh, tried to onboard as many good educators as possible right because an academy has that option where if you subscribe to a particular course you don't have to stick to one teacher so you can you can you you can have an option to kind of take classes from multiple teachers right you can choose your own teacher kind of thing and that model started working right uh, because for surgery uh, if i mean surgery uh, was a subject and if for surgery i don't i mean all these platforms are restricted to one teacher but with an academy you had like three teachers right so so what happens in the market is uh these these subjects get divided into smaller subjects right uh i mean what do you say chapters not uh, the subjects get divided into chapters and some chapters are super long right uh for uh, so there are big subjects there are smaller subjects so the big big subjects have uh three to four crucial chapters and each of this chapter some someone else will be good at what i'm trying to say is if there are three teachers each of them would be known for a particular chapter that that you know they are famous for so so what happened yeah so so that started working out and then you know uh what also happened is an academy introduced batches and they uh, yeah so so there was a structural change as well and all in all that kind of got the ship kicking and also we happened to acquire a competitor so uh, we combined the competitor's product uh, and our product right for one subscription and that also took off quite a bit so an academy i would say was like 20 25 different approaches out of which like you know 7 to 8 worked and that kind of got us to a market uh, one of the top 3 people in the market eventually So an academy was in the most literal sense of the journey. It it wasn't something that took off overnight. 
but i think uh, what really mattered was like you know the management was optimistic about uh, something of the product sticking and you know once we kind of nail it it we only go up from there so that that's kind of showing you until date nice 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 thanks a lot for that aman i guess this was a very comprehensive answer uh very personal i guess uh, you have kind of uh, told us that for each one of the startups the problems have been fairly different so i'll just open up the floor for the for, for questions from uh, from the audience as well i have a few questions but i'll probably jump in uh, so all of you guys i know a majority of you are building stuff and a few of you have thought you know thoughts right now uh, in your building journey Uh, if you people would wanna, you know, ask questions. If you have any questions which you wanna ask Aman, please happy to do so. Just unmute your 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 mic and you can go ahead. Uh, I'm just muting Riz. Yeah. Uh, anybody of you guys uh, who has questions around, uh, you know, uh, around starting up or rather, by if you're running a business, what issues you're facing? okay cool so i'll probably ask one more and then probably i'll just uh, allow people to formulate your thoughts so guys if you have any questions you can formulate your thoughts by then uh yeah cool so uh, aman so you have worked in different industries as well so now you are in the vc ecosystem uh so i guess you know in the vc ecosystem just wanted to understand your perspective on how exactly do these deals happen uh where exactly i mean what is the selection criteria because a lot of this from what i understand is based on the gut instinct of the person who's making the call and of course there are data to back it up but then you will definitely find multiple companies having similar data if not better many a times and people going in for one kind of uh, one kind of company for 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 funding while ignoring the others what exactly are the are the parameters that usually come into play especially when investments are in in the question okay uh, uh, so that's that's quite an interesting question right because uh, we are kind of seeing a lot of companies uh, i mean there is no sector where there are no similar companies right and yeah. if you even take something like an edtech or fintech there are multiple companies doing the same thing so i think at the end of the day it really depends on uh, team it really depends on what their vision is some some people would start something because they want to get uh, a foot in the door right but then from there they want to kind of expand like bharat uh, pay right uh, was speaking to one friend who's invested in bharat pay and uh, from what i understood is they started with uh, qr codes right interoperable qr codes and and you know that uh, uh, upi was like the most saturated thing right the most used and the most abused thing and for bharat pay to get in and then uh, then have i mean start it was a very uh, what do you say uh, it it was a very uh, i mean there were 100 competitors out there uh, and it was a very saturated market is what i think so but then they did have a strategy and uh, they they uh, the way they went about their gtm right that was a super super important uh and and now i they are unicorns so so yeah so founders is one and uh, what your vision is 
and uh, what your go-to market strategy would be uh, are definitely the three things along with your differentiator, right? What what exactly do you bring to the table? What what is super different about you folks, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, these these are the four things that mm-hmm. we and, kind of look at. And 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 how much does degree play a role, especially when you're evaluating the founders, the qualifications? <laughs> Uh, so I would say that would come down to positive signaling, right? Uh, it would come down to positive signaling because if you have a good degree, then if you crack the IITs, then you did. I mean, th- there were so many people writing the IITs over there, then you have this thing. But but degrees is just one thing, right? What kind of substitutes the degrees is more like uh, uh, your work experience, right? If you've been working in a particular field. If if you're a fintech guy and you've been uh, addressing a particular fintech problem for say the last three to four years, you have a very good understanding of the market, right? Your degree, I mean, your degree doesn't really matter so much. At least, uh, see, different. It's a subjective question. Different people will have different answers. But how we do it at Encore is, uh, I mean, degrees are not really the thing, right? We we really. Uh, appreciate if you have industry experience if you know what you're doing and you have a demonstrated experience in pulling things off that that matters the most to us mm-hmm. no that makes sense yeah that makes sense um any of you yeah nikhil yeah i have a question like just a follow up question like how much experience like should be a founder in industry before like starting out or something okay if i've if i've heard you right you just asked how much experience should the founder have yeah. so uh, see i i don't think it's only experience right it's also about uh, the position you worked at and how closely you've addressed the problem right because if you're working say with the founder something like chief of staff then you have an overall view of what's happening right compared to if you, if you are working in a function that only allows you to uh, work in that particular function and you have no idea of what's happening around uh, that that may be a problem so somebody if they're working in in a function that's very con- that constricts them too much and they've been there say for 3 years or so that's cool but versus say somebody who's a chief of staff who has visibility on all aspects of the business right and if that person has been there for one one and a half years we would value i mean i would personally value that person's experience more because that person has a more holistic understanding of what's happening in the industry right understood nikhil does that answer your question invest Uh, if it's a pre-seed thing, you're going to invest three hundred thousand, right? Uh, so I mean, generally, even if it's a three hundred thousand round, even if you come in three fifty thousand round, if you're leading the round, you're coming in with hundred thousand. Hundred thousand gives you know, seventy five lakhs. You're investing seventy five lakhs absolutely on the basis of what? No numbers, right? You can't you can't tell me that this has been my traction at a pre-seed level, right? So so what do I what do I invest in? 
i have to kind of see something right like so so that what really helps is your demonstrated work history right uh, so so i think the process of doing checks and trying to understand what you've done at the organization is super helpful for us as we see to understand how much you can scale right and and what support we could kind of even give you right uh, because if you say uh, transparency is key right if you say that you're good at xyz okay and you're raising the money uh, and some of it would be used to kind of hire somebody who is good at abc it makes a lot of sense but if somebody portrays themselves uh, themselves as a jack of all trades then it becomes super difficult to kind of uh, evaluate and understand what help you need kind of thing so vcs also bring in their network apart from capital right so so that's why it's super important for us to know things No, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. Anudeep, you had a question. Yes. Hi, Aman. Hey, Anudeep. Uh, sorry, man. I I just went on this thing and I was kind of not looking at the phone screen. Uh, so absolutely sorry about the rant, man. Yes, sir. Sure, bring it on me. Yeah, yeah, go on. No, no. I sorry. I think I think you can. No, I the the reason why I mean you said that the podcast can get edited so. please go ahead and edit it in the podcast it was far too long and far too much unnecessary information but then i i kind of uh, was also thinking i don't have a script to stick to right and that that kind of facilitates the um and the ahs and and the thinking on the spot so so uh, my apologies to everybody and and thank you more than that gratitude so casual, yeah yeah casual, anudeep go ahead casual conversations yeah anudeep go on hey aman um So at a pre-seed level what are the base metrics yep. that you personally look at uh, or what's the stage uh, that is going to give a minimum level of confidence that could possibly help you explore further do you have any general mental model around how you want to approach a company at that stage so i yeah. uh, so pre-seed there's no revenue right there's there's Hmm. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. No, uh, just to kind of summarize, you you are asking me what uh, what are the metrics that we look at pre-seed and what helps us in the decision, right? I've got that right. So in, instead of just metrics, I think possibly you guys take a holistic picture, um, like how the team is set up and a couple of other things. So imagine the situation in where there's no I am ABC. It's more of experience. Uh, it's more of uh-huh. the first time venture uh-huh. or, or first time foray into being a startup. And uh, let's say there is uh, an idea which could possibly uh, give a, a different look at things for something that is already happening. So this is the basic way of how you're looking at startup. And now, how would you like to evaluate it? when you want to consider it for a pre-seed funding cool cool got it so uh, yeah so i am abc uh, there are founders who uh, i mean there is data that if you are from a good institution it helps uh, but as i said uh, personally and at the fund level we do not really put emphasis on i i am abc else K I S B Howard and Sead, uh, Wharton, Howard, Oxford. So those are things that are good to have. 
but your understanding of market is key so a few things that i would look at uh, before investing is the market size i i mean if you get into something super niche it becomes a little difficult because vcs are not thinking about investments they're thinking about exits right investments can be made in today's time capital is cheap everybody is behind investments so at a pc level we are taking the maximum risk we want to ensure that we would be able to exit at a very handsome return right now that varies from fund to fund some funds say that they position themselves to exit at uh, at at the fund uh, corpus right uh, some some would say a 5x is good some would say 10x is good some would say 15x is good so that 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 is entirely subjective uh so what i'm looking at is is your experience which is super duper important uh, if you're starting something that's that's entirely new then i want to know your motivations and uh where it's come from and 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 uh how do you kind of you know tumble upon that idea hello yep yeah, yeah please go ahead hey sorry i i kind of thought my discord my internet Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what, what, what exactly is your motivation, right? So, uh, we've seen, we've seen folks start up uh, something in uh, uh, gold loans, right? Uh, and and absolutely no background. Uh, they work at respectable places. Again, that that counts. And so, so then we realized that their parents were pawn brokers, P A W N, right? Don't get the wrong ideas. uh so so they've closely seen how uh the industry the gold loan industry has evolved uh, right and hence they're taking the plunge but this is not something that w- would show in their resume as such and it is not a formal experience also so it's again a very case by case thing uh but but the common thing is you need to have a very very solid understanding of of the industry that you're venturing in and you should have an idea of how you're going to go about the next 6 to 12 months interesting all right um yeah. are any uh, co-founder partnership or let's say uh, how's the team right now and is there any estimation or a forecast measure of how the team uh is looking like and how the team should be planned uh, has to come as a pre plan that means i should already be forecasting let's say some core team members uh, is that an estimate or are there are there certain things which how well are you able to pre plan certain things and keep them uh, in ready is going to be some kind of a way of how you look at things as well for someone who is entering into a market again the same variables apply no uh this is the first time it's a startup experience um this is the first time that they're getting into a new or building their own startup so would that something be of a metric so for, see you don't have too many repeat founders in india that that is changing slowly uh but but again most of the folks who kind of venture out are either people who uh, worked for startups or who worked in the industry uh, where they coming from right it could be very traditional in 
terms of insure tech or things like that right they work with some really big uh, insurance companies and they've seen problems for like 6 7 years and they have a plan on how to address it got it uh, yeah so 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 you don't have too many repeat founders so that i mean most of the startups that we see are first time founders honestly so so yeah and 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 one thing about the team the team also i think some vcs would prefer that you folks have worked before have some demonstrated uh, work history or at least know each other before right because what uh, happens is uh, if somebody gets disoriented and if uh, it, it's a different thing i mean it's another range of complexities right and also you want to get this super important by the way you want to get your structures right right uh, i mean as in terms of uh, allocations uh, equities uh, and 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 things like that so you you don't want to kind of make somebody a co-founder and give them less than 20% because then in vcs women consider them co-founder their motivation would uh, kind of drop uh, if they don't have enough holding right you are right. just exposing yourself to a lot of uh future Internet. problems potential problems right uh, so yeah just just get that that part right right thank you very much sir yeah anytime yeah thanks a lot anudeep for that question uh so you know aman uh, anudeep is actually building something very interesting in the hyperlocal space so probably that's the reason why he was asking this is probably thank you oh wow yeah 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 so probably anudeep you can connect with awesome uh, anudeep hey, by the way guys yeah 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 sure would love to would love to and and kind of you know throw in this thing as well that at uh, ankur capital if, if that's okay uh, yeah yeah if, if i can tell what we are doing at ankur capital to kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah th- thanks so so we are having a, a pitch fest right uh where where startups especially the pre-seed and the seed startups can pitch to uh, multiple vcs under one roof right so you have uh, something like an ankur capital you have samyak capital these are the folks who invested in bharat pay vested get advantage right and then you have something like a java capital which invested in agnikul cosmos then you have uh, then then you have uh, upsparks which invested in zip uh right and then you have anikat capital all all elite early stage uh vcs and then of course you have akur capital we've uh, made investments in crop and neramai captain fresh crisify uh, so all the all these companies have moved beyond the initial stages have got funding follow on funding from uh, top class vcs your elevation matrix lightspeed axel right uh, and now they may be a big one so i'm just not going to get over there but yeah so it's a good opportunity for pre-seed and seed startups to kind of apply and and pitch to these uh, vc f- funds because at the end of the day we have capital which has to be deployed and uh, we are searching for startups where we could deploy that that capital uh, so so yeah anudeep and all the entrepreneurs over here who are building something uh, who are in that early stage uh it would be great if you all could you know kind of apply to the india pitch fest and and yeah. kind of you know uh speak to any of these the same uh vcs right would be happy to kind of take a closer look at your business models and if there's anything to add would would be happy to do that 
so you you folks would share the link i think it's already shared yeah, on the yeah, discord yeah. channel right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already shared awesome awesome cool. awesome cool cool will any which is have a separate discussion around this here i think there are a lot of synergies with which the builders club cool yeah should definitely awesome chat up on that um ஒன்ஸ் cool um aman i basically wanted to understand how did the pandemic change things because a lot of people uh you know have i mean the the pandemic has kind of changed things both in the market and in the vc ecosystem because there's a lot of money which is now there in the ecosystem which needs to be put into use but they are not finding people to put the money in is that is that the situation right now aman Oh no 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 I I I don't think so I mean uh, uh okay firstly I'll try to keep this precise yeah. uh so yeah the pandemic did get in a lot of uh, inflow multiple reasons india as an economy is uh, growing and you know th- there are these forecasts and things like that we'll get to that later but also secondly uh, a major driver is these exits right yeah. uh the doordash or or these ipos that have happened in the us right these are global vcs which have uh, diverted the money to india right because because they essentially believe in india and third is the china factor which uh, the anti china sentiment really helped and off late uh, also china cracked down on its tech companies right which ensures that <coughs> sorry which ensures that india gets the capital uh so so a slew of things uh, and and more than ever now you have the people who were in the first who worked at good positions uh in the first wave of startups your ola flipkarts uh and even when amazon came to india you had good people working for them uh odan ola flipkart uh, and 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 the likes right and now these folks at senior positions are saying okay cool uh what you've done is awesome but now we want to do something of our own now they are more focused towards wealth creation okay so so now now these folks are starting up so all in all you are seeing a lot of capital in the market but you're also seeing a lot of startups uh, starting up so i wouldn't say that there is more capital than the startups that are starting up uh, no i don't think so we've reached that point but uh, yes more, like if you've seen a lot of late stage funds are getting into early stage uh, deals so that that is again uh, an indicator of you know people being bullish on the indian markets right uh, they they want to get in early and they want to make big gains uh, and and it also signals that more money is coming in so uh, it's it's just a cycle right more money comes in more people start up uh, and vice versa uh, so So yeah it's is i don't think so it's a condition where you have more money and lesser this thing uh people with the right talent people who are building something good i think they'll always have a shot to get funded but getting funded has i think become more uh, convenient and more relaxed than ever it's become more founder friendly the stakes have moved i think uh, from five years back from a vc thing to a founder thing the founder has more options today good to hear man good to hear 
because a lot of people and i i know a lot of startups and probably i'll once uh, you know we'll probably connect separately whom i think are really really great but i don't think you know oh uh, awesome i i you know one of the things which we are also working on uh, you know in the builders club is basically to make the channels a little bit more streamlined because many a times there are startups who are not able to match make properly with the right investors so that matchmaking oh, okay. is something which which is an issue because i think even for the investors right now currently 90% of the deals of the deal flow which comes in is usually trash you know not not segmented people just send direct cold cold mails without understanding the thesis so mm-hmm. uh, just you know probably probably that is something which needs to be worked on uh, that you know if there are startups which are out there and all if there are investors who are investing in in the companies in a similar domain then probably those matchmakings can be a little bit more easier and more streamlined in that sense yeah yeah i think that really helps the like kind of understanding uh, what what which vc you are approaching right because if you approach a vc who is not into crypto with a crypto startup uh your i mean your mail wouldn't really kind of proceed beyond the person you sent it right so yeah probably uh, just exploring synergies uh, with with the right type of uh, vcs is is super important cool 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 i think uh, aman i think we can uh, uh, is there any other anybody else who has a question which they want to shoot to aman samir joined in fairly late um anybody has a question cool so guys i think we can we can probably uh, look towards moving towards the end of the of today's conversation uh, aman how has how was your experience this whole bit Hey, this is good. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, it it was quite good. Like, you got to interact with the folks over here, got to understand what they're building. Uh, you conducted this in a superb manner and didn't stop me. So I have that uh, grievance that that you let me go on and on. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it was it was a fantastic. We we usually, <laughs> we usually keep it hyper casual. uh because many a times there are the smaller things which you talk about which actually give the insights instead of the formal ones which you usually get in uh but yeah i mean i guess this has been a very interesting conversation and i think uh, we got to see a perspective from a vc from a vc standpoint as well as to how they approach the different startups uh guys we'll also put aman's linkedin profile here aman if you can probably if you want we can also share your email id with the guys who would want to tag get in sure touch. and also the sure. india pitch fest has been shared in the discussions channel here in the community uh we will probably yeah it's it's already here i'll share the link in the uh in the in the events chat for you guys as well so you people can have a look and in case you people are interested you people should definitely uh you know go and pitch uh that's so that's primarily it from our side uh, aman i guess uh, you know we should definitely catch up i'll probably have a call with you uh, soon uh, because i think there are a lot of synergies between what you guys are doing and what the builders club is doing there are a few initiatives where i guess we would definitely want to catch up and and have a chat on what more we can done done let's let's catch up for coffee and dosa yeah. so yeah sounds good yeah <laughs> definitely where are <laughs> cool, you based cool. where are you Thanks. based man 
Uh, I'm based out of Bangalore. I think uh, is the same for you. No, no, no. I'm I'm right now in Noida, yar. So. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Virtual, virtual, कर लेंगे ना कोई problem नहीं. Virtual कर लेंगे. Samir, you have anything okay. to say? Or say? Yeah. I have. I'm actually I joined the uh, day. नेटवर्क Uh, now it's better when you am say, i audible now yeah yeah this is better okay yeah yeah loud and clear yeah aman first of all thanks for your support because in the evening i was uh, like looking for that particular please uh, please upload a feature in your mm-hmm. link so i have okay. uploaded that and like in the same part i just wanted to know the criteria because we are a startup into b2b marketplace okay and in last 8 months of operation we have crossed somewhere 40 lakh rupees of gmv so according to the gmv do we fit to your criteria ankur capital criteria for pitching no so uh, i think the last thing we kind of see is is uh, i mean we love that you're making uh, revenue right because that's that's a sweet thing uh, but but uh firstly is whether you fit the mandate what we are doing right because because you could be doing a phenomenal job and it won't be a part of our mandate right uh, and and then what we end up doing is we internally kind of end up referring to our friends in other funds and things like that right so uh, and and that was one of the grievances that a lot of entrepreneurs had that different funds have different mandates and some are quite relaxed some are quite constricted uh, so so the entire point of a pitch fest india pitch fest is that you get to pitch to multiple vcs and in the process we are hoping we kind of cover all type of industries right uh, so 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 if it's not amco it's definitely somebody else who's kind of looking at it and yeah 40 i mean any revenue is like good and then after the mandate the most important thing is revenue so i think on the revenue front you folks are doing great yeah thanks and i would like to share like two uh, things also that uh, whatever we have achieved like we have onboarded more than 400 supplier okay and we have onboarded more than 1200 retailers in delhi and tr itself mm-hmm. uh, we don't like three team members we did only with three team members and mm-hmm. had like some helping and from intern so uh, in last eight months this is what we have achieved so far so let's uh, uh, moving forward with this uh, india pitch fast let's see uh-huh. as you are told that uh, there will be like lot of investors so i hope we will find someone and last week with uh, 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 god uh, we uh, we onboarded a angel investor with us so let's oh, hope for yeah Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. What I'm saying is that's great. It's phenomenal, and uh, I'm sure at, at uh, there are different, you know, uh, VC partners who are looking at it. 
uh and 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 i i really hope it it kind of works out for you but even if uh needed if you want to kind of uh talk in detail probably let's get in touch post the india pitch fest right uh okay. and 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 kind of have a closer look at at what you guys are building uh but but since you registered for the india pitch fest yeah, i'll need the one sorry Yeah, I, I so I think I'll be happy to connect with. It's awesome, done, done, done. Sorted, boss. Let's do that. His mic is again acting up. Cool. Uh, I guess you know that brings us to today's uh, to the end of today's wonderful conversation. Aman, thanks a lot for doing this, man. Um, I think. Hey, thanks for having me over. It was yeah. a pleasure. Thanks a lot to everybody. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for doing this, uh, and hopefully, you know, we will be hopefully connecting soon. and and work working on something and hopefully this india pitch fest thing goes uh, according to plan hope you people are able to get some much needed startup some uh, some you know inflow of cash and we we get to see ankur capital uh, you know bring joy and bring a lot of uh, revenue and opportunities to different startups which are there in the ecosystem thanks a lot for doing this aman hey thanks for the wishes it's been a pleasure